This week on the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, we'll discuss Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg decision, hot dog, is it a sandwich? We'll also talk about the Mandela effect, and we have special guest Lisa Crouch. Who's that, you ask? You'll have to tune in to find out. All that and more on this week's episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's honorable mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old mic number one, it's Mojo! What's up, chumps? Thanks for tuning back into the Southern Fried <laughs> Philosophy Podcast. You can go to our iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Just uh, put in the search there, Southern Fried Philosophy. You'll find us right there. Please subscribe. You can also go to Facebook and check us out there at Southern Fried Philosophy. You can go to our very inactive uh, Twitter feed <laughs> and S- at SFP Radio. Also, our Instagram feed, which is... Instagram's got a little bit more life to it All than right. Twitter. That's because you that. handle it yeah. at SFP Radio. You can also check us out at youtube.com forward slash SFP Radio. That's also non-existent. Like, it's there, but ain't nobody watching. Well, we're, we're going, well, we just haven't promoted it. Yeah. I mean, we need, we probably need to do that. We probably need to do some live feeds. That'd be a good idea. I think, I think we need there to do you that. Go. We probably should have done the, uh, lint, the on there. lint on YouTube. Yeah. Also, by the way, we're, uh, it, it, we've, have almost completed the 40 days of Lent, Southern Fried Lent. And By the time you read this, it should be all over. Yeah. Actually, actually true. When the episode yeah. comes out, I'll be over with. Yeah. Jesus uh, Jesus died and rose again. So Hallelujah. But it's been I it's been a great experience. We'll probably mm-hmm. have a recap next week of our of our personal experiences. Yeah, that'd be good. So I think uh, uh that should be interesting. So let's go. Also, too, if you ever have a desire to sit and check out us doing the podcast, which I don't know why you would, but some people would. Uh, we've got some beautiful leather couches. I mean, great seats. I think they're pleather. Well, well I they're was trying to be <laughs> trying to be nice. Uh, our podcast studio also, some of you may or may not know this, also doubles as a quote nap room. So I mean, this is a good I've, place I've heard to, that. to so. do that. So, but if you want to come check out the show, uh, email us at SFP Radio at gmail.com and we will get you some smoking hot uh, from Bad Mother Smoker smoking hot seats here at the Busta Knuckle studio so there we go I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week Mojo how you be doing brother I'm good but uh, since uh, we, well, we had to skip last week yeah. so uh, <laughs> what's burning my biscuits I, I, I know I've been on a roll here lately but <laughs> bring I, it uh, women oh no do they actually know what they want to eat? No, they don't. I know that's sexist in today's society, but mm. I just I can't figure it out. Like, I, how does my wife, when she's with her girlfriends, how do they decide what they want to eat? That's a great question. That has always bothered me, and it's never been like an issue where they're where they're just like, oh yeah. I mean, everybody is like, hey, let's just go to Olive Garden. And like, right. Okay, that's a great idea. So no. everybody goes to Olive Garden. My my wife, I'm telling you. But if you just choose a place, I'll choose a place. I don't like that one, or, yeah. or I'm cooking at home. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like that place. Let's well, go somewhere yeah, exactly. Else. Or I'm cooking at home. I'm thinking about doing chicken piccata tonight. Well, I don't want chicken piccata tonight. Mm. 
well, you just told me to make something up, so I did it. <laughs> I don't understand it. And my daughters are the exact same way, except for mm. my little one. It's macaroni or grilled cheese every night, so she's pretty easy. But How about this? You make your wife grilled cheese and chicken nuggets and just be like, there you go. Well, I guess if I could find some keto-friendly bread. Oh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's that piece. But no, it's uh, God almighty. Mm. I've been working so much that we've had to eat out a few times, mm. and, and it's – that's the last thing I want to do is decide for yeah. her. I mean, she's like, what do you want? I'm like, I'm pretty simple. I can go for a mm. burger, Mexican. You yeah. Know, I don't want that tonight. We had that last night. Mm. Well, no, we didn't, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. So I don't, anyway, my wife and my wife's waffles. getting ready to go to New York in a couple weeks. Oh, wow. Or actually, a couple months. So I, I'm really worried for her. I don't know if I need to like Yelp some restaurants and go and pick them for her. Mm. Like do her meal schedule. Cause yeah. I don't know if she's, gonna, I don't know if she's gonna come back famished or like, you don't know. Third world hungry. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So I'm kind of worried about her being in, in New York. I mean, there's not many restaurants there, I guess. So, of you course know. there's not, but, um, yeah. and there's no options. It's no. just, you'll get yeah. one thing. Goulash that, or that, borscht. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't I'm, 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 I'm kind of worried about <laughs> her. So I don't know. Listen, can she also, there was a place close to Central Park that had, it was a Thai restaurant that had the best peanut noodle thing sauce. It was the, the, the greatest thing I've ever ate in my life. If she could just bring some back for me, that would be fantastic. I'll, I would, I'll, I'll put an order in for love, you. Love I'll just that. tell her to go walk around Central Park. Fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the restaurant really close to Central Park. I mean, same thing. Yeah. I mean, there's no options. Right, so right. Just, there's got to be I'll, like I'll the put one. I'll put in the order for you. I mean, because it sounds good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it... I'm really worried about her there. And also, it brings up an interesting question. Mm-hmm. So, if you have a same sex couple, women, mm-hmm. who decides about the date there? Mm. I, I don't know. I, I know that's probably not PC in today's culture, but mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, these are the kind of thoughts that go through my head while I'm sitting in line at a drive through at nine o'clock at night because <laughs> she finally argued enough to where she's like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll take mm-hmm. this. Golly. So, what does a same sex couple do on a date? Do they argue and then, like, if they make it to the argument, they stay together? I, I, these are the random thoughts. That I feel have. like there needs to be just an app where it's like a spinny wheel mm-hmm. that you just spin it, and then whatever it lands on, you just deal with well, it. Well, actually, there is an app called Urban Spoon Okay, that does that. Oh. But we tried know. that, and my wife's like, I don't want that. So we had to spin it again. <laughs> and, like, five spins later, <laughs> you know, we're back on the first spin, and she's like, okay, I'll take that. Have you tried Maj's trick? I've tried that. Did not work. Did not at all work. Not on her. I don't know if she has like super. Maybe she uh, listened to the one podcast yeah, she listened that, to. Yeah, that maybe, that she, maybe her telepathic powers or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It, but yeah, mm. I don't know. So how you be doing? Um, well, I think you mentioned before we hit the record button that it is officially for both of us March Sadness. Oh, geez. What um, a devastating March Madness for us. Wow. Hey, buddy. Uh, once... Um, Loyola went in, and then uh, I, I thought that we, we Kentucky was going to play Kansas State, or they played. They did play Kansas State at in Atlanta. We bought tickets. We got the hotel room. We were ready to go. We thought we're clearly going to the Final Four because we could beat Loyola. I mean, yeah, who, who are they? Who can't? Um, and you know the story. But at eleven fifty seven, because it that that game took forever because mm. there was like four hundred fouls. I, I'm. I'm exaggerating on 400, but I'm not kidding at at least 50. Right. Because uh, it was taking so long. At 11.57, my wife hit cancel on the hotel room, so we didn't get charged. Thank goodness she did that. And then a few minutes later, we realized that Kentucky lost. So now I am in sackcloths and ashes. Yes. And, and weeping and gnashings of teeth. 
Yeah, and then uh, Duke, uh, we got we got you pawned out yeah. one more step than we did. But still, though, we we went out like chomps. I mean, we we had the game, mm-hmm. we had the game, but we gave it to them. That one that that shot that Grayson Allen always makes. Yep. But we but finally, to be honest with you, we should we should, if we would have capitalized off of their turnovers that they they had mm-hmm. our turn they I think we had like nine turner turnovers mm-hmm. or ten something like that and I think they had like twenty four. Yeah, they had a ton of turnovers. If we would have just capitalized on a third of those, I think we'd been all right. But yeah. nope. Nope, nope, nope. So, so the end of Grayson Allen. Yeah, I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that are happy to see him gone. So. I, I'll admit, I am one of them. I'm, I'm neither here nor there. Fan. All I know is uh, Zion Williamson. Oh, yo, I don't know if you've seen the highlight reel with him uh, at the McDonald's. <sighs> he, he, he should be a Kentucky player. I'm telling you, he is a be, beast. He is a man. I don't know why he didn't. Do they change the college rule? You can't go from high school to. Or, or the NBA, we can't go from high school to NBA. Did they change that? I don't think they did. But he's he's probably NBA ready. Yeah, I mean, he's, dude is a hoss. Yeah, he's he's big. Comes but from my home state too. There was a a coaching change, I think, for Duke. Right, your one of your recruiters went to Penn State, mm-hmm. I think. Um, That's all right. We but he know, hasn't signed, so we still could. No Zion. I think Zion. I think with a coaching change, he can. Okay. I think all I know is when out. Duke walks into a school and looking at players, all all mm-hmm. the recruiter has to do is on the table. And <laughs> I don't know what that meant. <laughs> or, oh, I get it. He has to put the money on the table. No, that's that's, then, that's Kentucky. No, that's Louisville. That well, no, no. <laughs> Louisville puts the strippers on the table, makes the strippers so, get on the table. So they put the money on the tables for the strippers, and then the stripper. I got you. <laughs> that's how it works. Uh, but no, uh, you know, it's luckily we got we. We have a good season upcoming. Oh my gosh! So, now you've got. Correct me if I'm wrong. You got one, two, three, and four. Five. five I th- I thought is it was, five? I thought it was one, two, three, five. I thought, oh, which has never been done. No, no. Well, you know the Fab Five, Michigan, back mm-hmm. in the '90s, was a pretty, a pretty up there. I mean, those sure. guys were top. So. Yeah. But yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a good recruiting class for uh, this upcoming 2018-19 season. But you know what? You can have the best players, but if they don't play as a team, yeah. Which let me ask you this question, uh, Coach K? Mm-hmm. Like he's had a couple seasons now with the one and dones. Mm-hmm. Are are is he coaching them as as good as you think that he should be coaching them? Like is he developing them like you think that they should cohesively? Um, I think he tries, but I think you have so many individual personalities there. I mean, mm-hmm. coach, coach has been Coach K has been successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's uh, he's like your your guys. I mean, just yeah, he. he you, you go back to the 2016-17 season. It was top stars. Mm-hmm. And we had a top recruiting class again, but we they played horrible as a team. They they had like maybe five game stretch where they yeah. played as a team. Then everything else just kind of went individualistic. So yeah, um, this year they played better, cohesive. Um, it just they just didn't know how to get things done. I mean, but that's the that's the problem with the one and done teams is that you have no seniority, yeah. you have no time to gra- uh, to. Uh, grow as a team, things like that. I, I understand why they want to get in and get out, but uh, I mean, in fact, Coach K was probably late to the game with the one and done. Mm-hmm. Kentucky yeah. was way ahead of that. Yeah. So uh, Coach K, it took a little time for him to get to the one and dones, but now that he's done it, he's fully embraced these guys. So yeah. I don't know, man. I'm going to argue that I think Cal does it much better than K. Oh I, no, I I agree with that. Um, I agree with that. And but if you look at the NBA and. He preps them for the NBA a lot better. I mean, mm. we've got over a billion dollars in the NBA of yeah. Kentucky players, and sure. I mean they're doing a really good job. I don't, I just don't. I understand. Like, I think Duke, Kansas, North Carolina, Kentucky, top tier programs. Mm-hmm. If anybody that like like a Zion Williams, 
Williamson that goes to any other college, like you kind of got to wonder like, why, why are they doing that? Because these, these other schools develop them for the mm-hmm. NBA. I just, I don't know. It's well, it, could, it could have been, like I said, it could be a symptom like the Fab Five back in the 90s where right. these guys go, you know what, you're playing there, I'm mm-hmm. going to play there. Yeah. So it could have been that me too, <laughs> hashtag yeah, me but, too. But you guys. look at Michael Porter at Missouri. Mm-hmm. He's the only good player that's yeah. on that team. So you're like, why? And there was a connection there to his family. So sure. I'm, I maybe give him that. But And Ben Simmons, I think, a couple of years ago. But you know, if you look at the one-and-dones across the country, I mean – a lot of these guys just have flopped out of the NBA, yeah, or right. you know, they're, they're riding the bench, or yeah. they're just having produced. I mean, there's there's quite a few out there. I yeah. mean, you know, Duke's had some number one players mm-hmm. in the top ten that won it done, and then just that fizzled out. Now they're playing in European leagues or Chinese Chinese yeah. Chinese leagues or uh, whatever. So I mean, Kentucky has been more successful. Yeah. That. And um, but you know what's interesting though? This is the year where Cal isn't going to keep a lot of his guys. He's mm-hmm. going to have maybe two or three leave, but then a lot of his other guys are going to stick around. So maybe the, the one-and-done era is slowly starting to fade out. I hope out. so. I, I, I get tired of that. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, it's, I agree. It, there's nothing like 90s ACC, SEC basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you got to establish – Like, I mean, as a kid, I can remember the weights the, the weights and the heights of the players. I mean, yeah. just, you, you develop, almost yeah. like a following a sport, a professional sports team. Yeah, and uh, you know, with these one and dones, a lot of times I don't want to learn learn their names. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, just recognize their number and go from there. I mean, yeah. Um, so, you know, I was, I was, you know, the, with the controversy of, of Grayson Tripp and Allen, you know, <laughs> but it was kind of nice to see him stay for four years. Yeah. Um, do I think he's an NBA prospect? He'll probably get. I'm sure he get drafted, but will he be there long term? Probably not. Second round, and go to the D League. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it. I will say this: that it doesn't hurt nearly as much as Wisconsin the 2015 mm. year. Like anything now can happen. I'm like, eh, at least it's not Wisconsin. So. Yeah. But <laughs> that you know, one hurt. Since my team's out, I'm pulling for Loola. Yeah, I am too. With a nurse or nun Betty or whatever her name is, uh, Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Sister Jean. How about it? So yeah, she's a. Uh, She's been interesting to watch. So. <laughs> Speaking of old ladies, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, God, she is old. <laughs> she's like a thousand. I mean, how many State of the Unions has she actually slept through? I mean, quite a few. <laughs> quite a few. <laughs> I think she had a thing with uh, Roosevelt, but who knows? A thing um, with Abraham Lincoln, probably. Yeah. <laughs> she's old. Uh, she was on um, Conan. I think it was not Conan. It was uh, Colbert. Okay. And Colbert asked her, as a Supreme Court justice, make a ruling. Uh, hot dog, is it a sandwich? And so that's our podcast question of the week. And I ask you, what say you, sir? She ruled that it was a sandwich. The definition of a sandwich is a two pieces of bread with a meat and or filling uh, in the middle, and and that is served as a light meal. So what say you, a hot dog? I say that she probably we probably need to go back and look at all her votes since she was uh, put in as a Supreme Court justice and probably question every one of them now because yeah. even by that definition of two pieces of bread, hot dogs are a singular piece of bread. But what happens though? Here, let me ask you mm-hmm. this: If you bite the hot dog and the one end that's attached now comes undone, comes unhinged, is it then a sandwich? No, um, it's still not because you started with. Well, but is a taco a sandwich? There's the question. Is um, a quesadilla a sandwich? Is uh, by I mean, a definition, you would have to say a quesadilla is a sandwich. 
But you then you would have to say though that a hot dog is a taco. Hmm. Mm. You just blew my mind. How about it? So technically, a cookie sandwich is actually a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> An Oreo is actually a sandwich. You're right. No, but, uh, it's a sandwich cookie. I, I, I think we're I, – I, I still can't go with it. I understand, uh, I understand, but I just cannot go with it as a sandwich. It makes sense, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a sandwich. I can't I, – I, now, hot dogs can be used on a sandwich. I mean, you're right about that. In the in the South here, you know, mm-hmm. you split them in half and fry them up and hey, throw them buddy. between two pieces of white bread with a little mayonnaise, and that's your uh, poor man's bologna. So um, that can be made as a sandwich. But but then you also have to ask this question: What happens if you get a a regular piece of bread, just a normal piece of bread, mm-hmm. and then put your your lunch and meat and cheese and you fold it over? Mm-hmm. Then is that still a sandwich? Well, what if you take that same piece of bread and mm-hmm. then put a hot dog in it and roll it up? Yeah. That, that, that's what we had to do on Tuesday nights when mom and dad didn't get paid till Friday. <laughs> and roll, and you had the, to use the heel? Oh, I hated the heel. <laughs> I hated the heel. But that, that brings up an interesting point. Like, is that then a sandwich then? I mean, you can do a fold over sandwich. I think we'd have to go back to the 1700s when the Earl of Sandwich, England, <laughs> right. uh, and find his definition of a sandwich. I mean, those are some, these are hot topics here in the U.S. So is a corn dog a sandwich? No, it's not between any any between meat. bread. No, it's sur- surrounded by bread. See, there we're arguing some deep fried. Is a hot pocket a sandwich? Uh, yeah, you would have to say it's a sandwich. Hmm. But but it, well, a hot pocket is also around. So what? A, so that would be a wrap. There you go. A wrap. This is the problem with liberal America. They're trying to change everything. Why can't we just have <laughs> <laughs> have a simple sandwich be a sandwich? So. <laughs> Oh, all right. So here we go. Here's some wacky news for us. All right. So I do have an update to one of the, the, um, stories that we had earlier. If you remember last week, we talked about uh, dogs having the worst week ever. And Mm. one of them was fed to a snapping turtle. Um, But you ask, well, what has happened to said snapping turtle? Because we know what happened to the puppy. Um, The turtle has been euthanized now. The um, Ohio officials euthanized the snapping turtle Friday after uh, days after a biology teacher allegedly fed the sick puppy to the animal in front of students in his class. Now, that was a different uh, story that we had earlier. Before we heard that the, the students were not in class, now evidently the students were in class, which that throws everything out of the loop. Um, but the snapple, the snapple, the snapping turtle, which deemed an invasive species by the Idaho Department of Agriculture, was seized amid the investigation and was euthanized. So, is that fair to the turtle? Um, I wonder how old this turtle actually was, because it had to be a pretty big turtle to eat a puppy. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I think here's a picture of it. So it's not that big of a of a turtle. It doesn't look like. Huh. I wonder. I wonder if that's the actual. Is that the one? Yeah, I don't know. A snapping. Oh, a snapping turtle scene in this 2009 photo. All right. So USA Today, you can't get a better picture of a snapping turtle versus a 2009 photo. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Let's just say the turtle was 80 years old, right? Because because I think I think it was pretty big. But 
so it lived his whole life, ended up in a classroom, and then mm-hmm. some uh, jerk. Hey, careful. Some jack, some uh, <laughs> some jack leg, uh, fed the puppy to this turtle, <laughs> and then we the, we're, we're killing an animal or a reptile based off of this idiot's actions. Right. I, I, I mean, who is the PR for that turtle? The PR guy should have came in and be like, Listen. you know what? Under the Constitution, uh, he should have had a right to face his accusers. You're right. So, um, man, what? I don't know. I, snapping turtles are. Not a favorite animal of mine, you know, no. but, uh, but geez, I, I don't know. It, it, hopefully the professor, they're going to charge, of course that, you know, with animal cruelty, they'll probably charge the guy as far, I mean, as much as they can probably. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. He, you know how they are, but I, I don't yeah. think it was right. I mean, just like when they, like when they have a pit bull on a pit bull, <clears throat> their pit bull master or whatever, mm-hmm. six them on a person out of maliciousness. And then that pit bulls get put down the, and mm-hmm. the owner gets to still walk around free. Right. So, I don't know. I, don't, I hate that. Mm. Uh, here's another one. Minnesota teen fails driving test by crashing the car through the front wall of the driving test office. Um, a 17-year-old from Monticello inadvertently put her 2014 Chevy Equinox in drive instead of reverse as the test began about 2 p.m. She, she stepped on the accelerator and the vehicle lurched forward, jumped the curb, and, plow, and plowed through the front of the station. <laughs> The sixty-year-old uh, uh, driver or sixty-year-old woman who was the examiner that was tre- taken to the hospital, treated for non non life threatening injuries. She was milking it. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine? Well, you, I mean, I w- if, if she wouldn't have been tweeting or or if she wouldn't have been uh, taking a selfie, I'm sure she would probably been okay. Oh my god! You know she was doing that. No, it had no, to be. No, she had to be texting or, or taking a selfie. Do you remember taking your driving test? I was nervous, dude. I was scared. Yes. Yep. So uh, you know she wasn't trying to like be all cutesy, fartsy, artsy, fartsy. And and my I remember my driving test because I felt it three times. Did you really? I felt it twice. I'm sorry. Holy cow! Yeah. The written or the driving? Uh, I felt the written twice and felt the driving three times <laughs> or <Yes>. twice. <laughs> Uh, How are you still able to drive a car? Well, South Carolina, it oh was, my gosh. It, was, it was parallel parking. Because mm-hmm. in the South, we, the need, yeah. in rural South Carolina, South Carolina, we there's no need for parallel parking. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Park your, you know, your car in between two donkeys or a John Deere? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> so parallel parking always got me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but that, that, I remember that test, man, just the anxiety. Yes. The anxiety of that day, rolling in there, sitting in line. <laughs> Yes. You know, waiting for them to call your number. And then that examiner has the personality of a styrofoam cup. Yeah. Comes out and, you know, it's always somebody who is an underachiever in life, it seems <laughs> like. <laughs> so. If they couldn't get that job, what, what job do you think they would get? Uh, probably the probably the shredded lettuce man at Taco, <laughs> Taco Bell. I mean, I, but, you know, then again, maybe they, they maybe they're actually good people that, just become jaded with all the crap they have to see. I, I yeah. don't know. I should give them the benefit of the doubt, but, um, <laughs> could, it, could you imagine she's looking in her rear view though, thinking, here we go. I'm ready for my driving test. I've waited 17 years for this moment. Mm-hmm. And she, she puts it, you know, in, in drive or, or reverse thinking she's going to go backwards and she just lurches forward. I mean, she takes out. The, oh, she, yeah, she, did you see that picture? Yeah, I did. She, uh, she didn't just, uh, uh-uh. just like bump the uh-uh. wall. No. I mean, she decided to redecorate <laughs> it. I guess, I guess they, uh, they meant to put a new breezeway through there. She or something. let her rip like none other. Oh, she, yeah. I'm going to let this thing eat. Here we go. 
I bet, her, I bet I bet her parents were very proud of her. So. <laughs> Listen, um, I think I know what her her future job is going to be. She's going to be the future lettuce person at oh, the Taco she... Bell. Try that lettuce person at the Taco. Bell. I don't know if I want her making a taco oh, at Taco Bell. Jeez, golly! Uh, all right, so you have some wacky news. Yeah, we, you have my clip, don't you? All right, yeah. So we're gonna we cannot verify this if this is a true story or a spoof, but I found it and it has made me laugh a hundred times today. You you love it. All right, so here is um, the video. Do you want to bring it up by any? Basically, it's an alleged uh, uh, intruder in this gentleman's house, and there's supposedly after this alleged uh, <laughs> <laughs> trespassing inside the house that uh, they uh, they filmed this guy, interviewed him. All right, so here it is. Check this out. Intruders caught on camera invading houses. So could something like this happen to you? Dave Rowe knows all too well how it feels to have his home broken into. Yeah, and see, that's what the problem was. Because I heard him first. I said, hold on. I said, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. Because then I start to taste him. I say, <laughs> And then I start to smell him. So it's like a smell that tastes like other... So I knew something was wrong. I knew something <laughs> special about it, you know. So so what did you do when you heard the intruder? I ran upstairs. I had to run, and I had to do what that little girl. What's that little girl? Uh, in the Holocaust, she had a uh, she was Anne Hathaway, Frank Frank and Beverly. I had to get up the stairs. So he had so much rhythm when he was walking upstairs. That doom, doom, doom. Bitch, I started to almost beatbox up in the closet. Oh, boom, 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 But I couldn't do it yet because I couldn't die. I got caught tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm just a little shook up. That's all that is. Mm, at least he got out of there and did the right thing. Absolutely. All right, so that, a was, shook up. that was on Good Morning America. I, again, I don't know. I can't. We I can't, can't verify. I think it may be a spoof. But if regard whoever made that, oh yeah, if it was if it was a spoof. Uh, you did an excellent job. Is all, I say. <laughs> uh, all right. So here's uh, my last one. There is guys, listen up. I'm going to need, I'm going to need the guys to pay attention here. Um, in Florida, there was a woman, of course, in Florida, uh, Carol Stone. She's 35. She was a- arrested on Wednesday by the Pasco Sheriff's office. I think those, those folks are on uh, live PD after allegedly, quote, smacking the victim multiple times, uh, her husband, in, in the head because the husband admittedly forgot their anniversary. Mm. Oh, Guys? Well, I've, I've never done that, to be honest with you, but I could see where that would cause uh, some uh, anxiety for the young lady. <laughs> she got arrested because her husband forgot their anniversary. I mean... That's going to be an expensive court cost, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, it had been cheaper just for a divorce. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> um, yeah, I, guys, don't forget it. Here's the thing with my wife. Like, I I have numbers dyslexia. Like, my fours mm-hmm. and fives, I get confused. Mm-hmm. And then for, for some reason, which makes no sense at all, eight and tens. I can't, I don't know why, but eights and tens confuse me. And her birthday is, oh, crap, ten eight. Oh, geez, you're screwed. And so I'm like, uh, wait. No, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Nope, eight ten. See, and so it's eight ten, and I keep thinking it's ten eight. Well, and there's so one solution. For I always that. get in trouble for that. One solution for that. Hmm. You you take her ID out of her her wallet. <laughs> you take that to a tattoo parlor and oh, have yeah. them have them t- copy that 
birth date onto your arm. That way you never forget. Here's the deal. I'm just going to put a Google reminder, and, <laughs> and then I'll be okay. Or if you get put the Google reminder in wrong. Oh, yeah. You got to think of these fail-safes, buddy. <laughs> I'm not going to have her entire ID No, I'm just saying me. the date, and then I'd put your wedding date. And I'd, See, I'd, that one is what I want because I did it on 1-1. One, one. So, you can't screw bam, that up. I can't screw that one up. Yeah. I know for a fact. And uh, we're so tired from the night before, she don't want to do anything. So it's like, ah, happy anniversary, kiss you goodnight, let's go to bed. And that's it. <laughs> Boom. Easy peasy. So, guys, don't forget uh, your wife's anniversary. Yeah, because you may not even make it out this unscathed. You may get you may get killed. <laughs> so. I mean, she got arrested for that, man. Now, I've messed up an anniversary before, and mm. my wife about hungry, so I, I've Ooh. learned my lesson. That was like year two in oh, yeah. marriage, so I learned that lesson pretty quick. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're not going to make that decision, that mistake mm, again. No. All right. So that was some wacky news brought to you by Webmerized. If you want a clean, crisp, new website, give Webmerized a call, webmerized.com. That is webmerized.com. Check them out today. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to talk about the Mandela Effect. And again, we have special guest Lisa Crouch with us coming up. So that is all that more on the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We'll be right back. Describe how awesome Robert and his team at Webmerized are. In our time of need, Robert came through for us and devoted more time than expected to help our organization develop our new website. It truly is a blessing to have an individual that can speak to the average person not in the IT world in a manner that can easily be understood. The process of working with his team was painless, and I look forward to working with them for future projects. Our website is spectacular, and I'm really proud of what was developed by Webmerized. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Don't take Stella H's word for it and also Southern Fried Philosophies, but go out to webmerize.com, W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D, or check out the sponsors link on our website. And if you mention the word biggin in your order, you'll get 10% off. Check them out at webmerized.com for your web services needs. All right, we're back, and you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. So um, every every once in a while, time to time, I will get in a hankering to listen to Coast to Coast, and a hankering is just like you get in a mood. Um, yeah, usually if I'm driving after 11, 10 or 11 o'clock at night, like I have a long distance, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. throw on Coast to Coast. There's <laughs> also another show called Ground Zero with Clyde oh, Lewis. Oh, yeah, you're right. I listen, to, I listen to him a lot, too. The thing with, with Ground Zero is – their intros and their bumpers and everything, they're so stinking long. And he just wow. repeats the same thing 15 times. Well, he's on for five hours. Uh, well, that's probably and why. And the reason why he does that is because he has affiliates to drop off and the new affiliates come on. So it's, oh, like, a, it's like a new show. That could be it. So, um, yes, I, I, I've noticed that. And so, like, I figured out that hour two, hour three, <laughs> you're going to hear the same stuff. But they, have, but both of the shows do a great job of covering interesting topics that yeah. you would never think of. Now, never. most of it's tinfoil hat stuff, but there's <laughs> occasional stories on there. You're like, 
It blows my mind. Yeah, so my wife will call it the weirdo show, which I also call it the weirdo show. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing that I love about Coast to Coast. Uh, one, uh, George Norrie, I like his voice. Oh, he's got, he's, he has the, the, uh, the pinnacle of radio voices. Yeah. It is so soothing, but it's interesting. The other part is <clears throat> anybody can say anything to this man, and he's like, oh, really? Yeah. And he, he actually doesn't laugh at them, All right. which you and I, I think, probably would laugh at three quarters oh, yeah. of his guests. Oh, yeah. It's, it, you know, I, I don't know if you remember Art Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Art Bell <laughs> is another, uh, his voice. I liked his voice. But yeah, George Norrie's vo- voice is like, he's like tucking you into bed with a warm whiskey. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you're just sitting there yeah. soothing, get a little warm feeling and going down your throat. I mean, it, it makes y'all warm and fuzzy. Until they talk about the demons coming after you <laughs> and the, with the Slender Man, and you're like, well, now I'm up. <clears throat> yeah, that's and that's where you get along. Like on October, I have to use the term October off for or for ground zero because both, both those guys going to a lot of the the uh, demons and, and witches and yeah. which is cool topics, but you know right. a lot of the stuff I think is just after. A while. But I tell you what, some of the stories uh, I'll have to go back and look it up. But, but there's some interesting stories. I wouldn't mind having one author on. Yeah, uh, but his book actually his book's out of print, so the, they actually have a two copies on Amazon available, <laughs> and I think it's like eleven $1, hundred and fifty bucks for the book. What? Yeah, it's like that in depth research. Holy yeah, cow! So. Anyway, I've been. I'd like to. I'd like to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, but there's some interesting stories, man. But it, yeah, it's crazy. There's some weirdos. But um, so while I was listening, I was in the hankering for it, so I started to listen to it. And here's a clip um of I a guy. Believe, I can't believe you're up that late. It wasn't. It was on podcast. Uh, so there's that. I didn't know they had a podcast now. Well, it's not legal. So there's. Oh. Uh, <laughs> bleep. I mean, you can you can buy like the subscription thing. Yeah. But then there's a. a podcasting where it's pirated radio oh, okay. and they just basically record it gotcha. and then just put it on the thing. So I can get with you after the show on that. Cause uh, I'm not paying. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So here is um, the guy talking about the Mandela effect. Can, can you explain the Mandela effect to yeah. Mandela effect is uh, it's an, like an alternate reality thing. Mm-hmm. So the most popular or well, reason why it's named the Mandela effect is because um, anybody I'm, I'm age 41. Mm-hmm. You're just turned 40. 40 yep. So, Think back to the 90s, and this is not just for our age group, but you think back to our childhood. Mm-hmm. You think back to the 90s, Nelson Mandela, the uh, the estranged, uh, not estranged, but the uh, one of the leaders of the revolution there basically to end apartheid mm-hmm. was sitting in jail for so you know the civil rights uh, right. activists there. Um, for a lot of us, we may remember him dying in jail, but a lot of <laughs> – actually, the reality <laughs> is he didn't die in right. jail. He actually – became a leader of South Africa after apartheid. So that's one thing. Um, but there's so many topics uh, from Sinbad is one of my favorites. <laughs> Sinbad, I, I, I swear to God. The comedian? Sinbad the comedian. Okay. I, I could swear swear that he was a genie in a movie called Shazam. Oh, yeah. That's not, no, he wasn't. Was it Shaq? No, Shaq was in a, in a genie movie, but I can't remember the name of it. But I, oh, yeah. I, I can swear on my life that I remember seeing Sinbad posters as a genie yeah. that said like, Shabam or Shazam, I think. Yeah. So that's one of them. All right. Uh, so in the clip, the guy kind of talks about some of them. So we're gonna yeah. let's listen to the clip and then we'll talk about some more of our our others. Uh, let's let's talk about the Mister Rogers uh, theme song. Now, I used to make fun of Mister Rogers as a kid. You know, I used to hear it every day. It's yeah. a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Uh, you know, he would sing that over and over and over again. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I do. do. I used to listen to it with my kids. They watched him every day. 
If you punch up... I guess up, I did too, then. If you punch up Mr. Rogers' theme song, he no longer says, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. He sings, it is a beautiful day in this neighborhood. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. I don't remember that. All right, so I'm going to pause it. What do you... Do you remember? I always thought it was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. That's I'm, what I thought, too. But it, now it's this neighborhood. I never heard this neighborhood. See, this is where I'm telling you, this will really affect yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I've got some more. So, no, go so let's keep going because this is crazy. I don't either, and it is there. Uh, the Snow White movie, the big mm-hmm. line out of that where the witch goes comes up and says, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Now it says magic mirror on the wall. I never heard her say that. Yep, mm-hmm. that's what it says now. And uh, the movie Field of Dreams, the big line out of that was... With Kevin Costner. Yes. If you build it, they will come. They will come. Now it says, if you build it, he will come. No, they never said that. Yeah. And and the uh, line out of Forrest Gump... Mm. No. That's mm. amazing. So is that what you would call the Mandela effect for those examples? It's either the Mandela effect or there are... <laughs> This is where it goes a little crazy. (laughs) Involved in a gigantic mind op to try and create, and and here's the end game in this. Now let's, I've tried to step out. So this is where it goes a little bit, um, a little nutty. But but like legitimately, I thought it was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you build it, they will come. Like those are all things that I could have sworn that's what it is. No, no doubt. Uh, my one of my favorite ones is the is it the Berenstein Bears or the Berenstein Bears? Bear, uh, the 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 Berenstein Bears, the Berenstein Bears. No, it's the Berenstein Bears. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, this is where this is mind blowing stuff. How about Chick Fil A? Uh, C C H I C. Nope. De- no. C H I C K. No. There's no way. What it, you've got a Chick-fil-A I, got, cup. I just have the logo. Oh, it's just the oh, logo. See, where Dude. did the K come from? Exactly. Where did the K come from? Darth Vader doesn't say, Luke, I am your father. I knew that. I knew that that one wasn't it. I can't remember what he said, but it was. Uh, all right, so I've got a little t- um, a quiz for us. It's a BuzzFeed quiz about the Mandela effect. So Looney Tunes, T-O-O-N-S, or Looney Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. See, I could have swore like the early ones. I thought it was T U N E S. See, I I thought it was T O O N S, but it is T U N E S. Did you have another one? Um, Kit Kat, dash or no dash? Uh, Kit Kat um, does does not have a dash. You're right. Okay. Oscar Meyer, M E Y E R, or Oscar Meyer, M A Y E R. I just saw this one. It says M A Y E R. Yeah, but I always thought it was M E Y E R. I don't, I don't remember saying M-A-Y. I thought it was M-E-Y. Oh, whatever. Uh, life isn't like a box of chocolates. Actually, Forrest says life was like a box of chocolates. Really? Um, sex and the city? And then this is for our, our lady listeners. Sex and the city or sex in the city? So I always thought it was sex in the city. I always thought it was sex in the city, but it's actually sex and the city. Hannibal Lecter never said hello, Clarice. Hmm. I, I that's mind blowing because that is like the most popular line from the movie. Yes, that's not in the movie. How how did we get this so messed I, up? I don't think we did mess up. I think it is an alternate uh, reality. I'm what? T- I, there's, 
there's got to be some Illuminati conspiracy people out there. I mean, there, there, there's too many things here. The bear, the bear, it's the Bernstein bear. bears. I agree. I agree. Oh, this Mandela effect thing. I, but I mean, what else? What else is? I mean, I can maybe understand like media or movies or whatever because those can be edited out, mm-hmm. and you can be like, oh well, no, it's not. But like, there's other things that. Yeah, I I, I don't. Or you're like it. your Chick Fil A, like it could be changed. Yeah, but but the company maintains that it has always been that. It's still. always been that way. The queen, the queen in Snow White, never said mirror, mirror on the wall. It's magic mirror on the wall. That's what they just uh, said. Jiffy peanut butter <laughs> never existed. No, it still exists now. It's called Jif, J I F. Dude, I'm telling you, it's it's got to be the Bilderbergers and Luna. <laughs> <laughs> Jiffy Peanut, it had the it had the blue top on it, didn't it? Uh, yeah, still does. Seriously, I think it was blue. No. They, they, they do have a green one, which is reduced fat. Jiff is isn't that the the yeah. red top? I think they have red, blue, green for different like oh. like crunchy, reduced fat. You know, that, sodium. But yeah, that, I I know there was a Jiffy Peanut Butter. Spell Fruit Loops. Uh, F R U I T L O O P S. F U F R U. Whoa! Careful. right? F R U I T. Nope. F R O O T. No. That is. There's no way that's right. Fruit Loops is F R U I T. Teaching our kids how to spell uh, fruit the wrong way for over sixty years. Mm. Guys, there, there's got to be something to do this. Like I'm. It's a weirdo show. I understand coast to coast. Like. They talk about their Bigfoots going, like, all crazy and, like... Mm-hmm. This thing was 10 foot tall. Sorry about that. Uh, like, <laughs> he had beautiful hair. Yeah, he did. But, like, I understand it's a crazy show, but there's some, there's got to be something to this thing. Like, it freaks me out. It kind of... It really kind of freaks me out, to be honest It does. There's just... And there's more than this. Just a, This is just a short list. Um, you, remember, you know the Monopoly man, Uncle... Mm-hmm. Rich Uncle Penny... Penny bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people think he has a monocle. Doesn't have a monocle. Just little really? things like that. Um, what are you going to tell me next? Like the 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 planters uh, peanut man didn't have a monocle because I know for for certain that man did. Uh, I would I would think so. I would think so. And also, we are the champions. Never end, it ends differently than we recall. What do you think the last line? I have no idea. Well, a lot of people think it's of the world. We are the champions mm-hmm. of the world. It actually doesn't say that. It just ends that we are the champions. No. Of the world. Are there, you kidding me? There is no of the world as it, that song ends. <sighs> Dude, I'm telling you, it either A, we've shifted into a multiverse. Well, there's, listen, there's times where I wake up and I feel like the It could have been, you know what? It could have been the fluoride mouthwash that we drank and, or we had to swish around oh, in no. elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Are, no, you don't drink fluoride because... Because there's reasons. I, I filtered out. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I use fluoride toothpaste. But Yeah. Yeah. But Because uh, the other stuff that don't have fluoride in it, just mm-hmm. it feels like trying to brush your teeth with Vaseline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. So is it, do you have any other Mandela effect type uh, type things you not, want? Not off the top of my head. This is um, – well, the other one, like Curious George had a tail or no tail. Uh, Curious George did not have a tail. Well, see, I thought he always did until I started watching Curious George, my five-year-old, well, a couple of years back. But I all I know is I'm blown away by Chick-fil-A. I even went by today and had, had dinner there, mm-hmm. and I still thought I had just C-H-I-C. Did you ask them? I'm going to go ask them tonight before they close. 
I demand to see a manager. <laughs> Listen, I almost kind of want to call them. Oh, CP3O isn't all gold. No, he is. No, he's not. What? He has a silver leg the whole time. No. Why? Wh- who is doing this? I'm telling to you us? right now, I had in, in 1981, 82, when Star Wars yeah. was still big, I had the Millennial Falcon. I had yep. most of the guys, and my C3, uh, CP3. Never had a silver leg. Never all had a silver gold. leg. Mm-mm. It's a conspiracy. I'm telling you, like the new ones or the old ones had a silver. I leg? don't know. It just says that a lot. Well, a lot of the memorabilia now has the silver leg, or the, the memorabilia from our childhood doesn't. It's all gold. Oh, see there. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna go down a rabbit hole that people aren't gonna yeah. appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy, man. I'm telling you. Uh, all right. So we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we have Lisa Crouch, who's going to be um, our special guest. And what a special guest she is. So we'll be back. You're listening to the Southern Pride Philosophy Podcast. Holy cow, you're right. It doesn't. Summer is made for grilling and chilling, and you too can be the baddest mother smoker on the block using our favorite award-winning smoking sauce. Bad Mother Smokers is a perfect match for that favorite meat, veggies, or even that secret ingredient in a pot of chili. Check out badmothersmokers.com to place your order, and if you want to be a barbecue pit master like Mojo, enter the promo code MOJO for 10% off your order. Visit badmothersmokers.com or the sponsor section of our website at southernfriedphilosophy.com. Unchain my heart. Welcome back to the Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. On the line today, we have our special guest, Lisa Crouch. Now, let me give you a little brief history on this. This is not just some other woman that we have on the podcast talking about subjects that, uh, you know, whatever, may, may shake your fancy. But she is actually the uh, donor or the mother of my donor. Um, without her uh, and decisions made by her and her family, I would not be sitting here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, this week on uh, the twenty seventh was our twenty sixth was my two year anniversary. Last year we had the nurses on, we had a good time yeah. with them, but um, we since that since that uh, episode, me and my donor family have connected uh, via the social medias, and we are uh, actually talking to her today. So, welcome to the show, Lisa. Hey, it's good to be here. How you doing, guys? Doing great. Doing great. So you're down in uh, you're you live down in southern Georgia, and I guess you're up in uh, the Hotlanta area doing some uh, Walking Dead uh, tour, right? Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We actually uh, we got to see Rick's house when we first got here. The first house from first season. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. We were a little nice. bit nervous though because you know the, the some people have bought the house since then, and I'm sure they get looky lose all the time so we were trying to hurry up and get our pictures and get out of there before the law was called you know? i don't know where we want to take this story uh, so i'll let you leave the the interview here because i because you guys you're you guys are very special to me and i don't want to do anything that would cause uh any disrespect uh to you and your amazing story 
So um, I guess let's, maybe I guess let's start start with uh, by donor Jamie and your son. Let tell me a little bit about him because I people hear my story all the time, but a lot of times they don't get to hear the side of the donor family, and um, they they don't get to hear a story of the donor a lot. So I, I want you to tell me about Jamie, an amazing person oh. he was. All right. Well, uh, let's see where to begin with that guy. He was a. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he was an amazing guy. He's like what I like to call my gypsy guy. I mean, he just kind of, I mean, he had a home, but he just chose to go and be around different people. And he was just real op- open to other cultures and other languages. Uh, before he passed away, he could actually speak. He taught himself fluent uh, sign language. He was speaking uh, and reading Sanskrit, uh, wow. spoke fluent Spanish and could actually sing in Spanish and all and I we tease him and tell him he was Mexican all the time because he. Just, <laughs> I mean, even the Mexicans' friends that he introduced me to would be like, "Um, yeah, he speaks really good English. <laughs> I mean, really good, really good Spanish. I mean, but he was just a great guy and musically inclined. He could play any instrument, uh, and that's no exaggeration. Uh, I gave him a cello that someone gave me, and within three days he called me and he's like, "Listen to this, mom," and he's playing the cello so he was just an all-around amazing guy and funny and um just just really uh light in our lives now he got on my nerves i'm not gonna sit here <laughs> say he didn't get on my nerves sometimes right but he's my son and he's supposed to get on my nerves but i don't know he, he's just a great guy you know i can't think of anything negative to say about him except he was a little hard-headed and didn't listen to his mother quite enough but that's, that's most kids other than that, right. <laughs> right i'm still hard-headed with my mom too so i, I got you yeah yeah i've got two uh, i've got two surviving sons uh joey and josh and you know they're they're pretty level-headed and listen to their mom you know when it's when they need to but they're grown men so they don't really have to you know so right um, but yeah, he was, he was great. He was my baby boy, my youngest child. And I always worried about him most of all because he, you know, would do just random things. Like he started a new job and had been working there two weeks and I saw him in town and I was like, Hey son, what are you doing? He said, uh, Oh, I'm going to Mexico tomorrow. And I said, Jamie, go to, go to work. Son. <laughs> just go to work. And he said, all right, mom. So the next day he calls me, he's like, Hey mom, I'm in Mexico. Can you wire me a hundred bucks? <laughs> Wow. And I was like, yeah, he said he lived like a king for a hundred bucks in Mexico for a while. Wow. Just a pure a pure nomad at heart, I guess. Yeah, he hitchhiked here actually to Atlanta with one of his best friends, Jeremy. I think you have talked to you about Jeremy, but yeah, he hitchhiked here and I, he went missing and you know, and I'm like close to calling the cops looking for him and he gives me a call and he's like, Hey, we're living on cardboard boxes in the streets of Atlanta in little five points and it's great. <laughs> and, uh, I just, so nothing was a surprise with him. He was always doing. He was random, very random guy. For uh, for the younger generation that's listening, uh, hitchhiking was a thing that we used to do that you don't <laughs> want to do anymore. That's where you'd hold out your thumb on the side of the road, hoping a stranger that's not an axe murderer would show up and give you a free ride. It was a pre Uber. Yep. It was it was like a free pre Uber before the app. Right. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a, yeah, it's a surprise Uber. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's like one of those surprise blind bags that the, the, the kids like now. You open, you don't know which character you're going to get. It. You don't know if you're going to get like Pikachu or uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Surprise, you get a ride or you die. One That's or the right. other. A warning for any young listeners, don't try that at home or yeah. on the road or anyone. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. For the professionals. Anything else you want to share about Jamie? 
I actually think that you, Brandon, you and Jamie would have been quite good friends because he was also a little bit of a chef guy too. And uh, when I <clears throat> when I first got home, one of the first things that LifeShare did, which is my life, you know, the transplant organization I worked with, and they um, actually sent me this packet with letters from you guys. Like they didn't, it wasn't actually letters from you, but it was little notes that you guys had said. And <clears throat> you know, I noticed the first thing I noticed was Brandon is something about, um, you know one of the first letters he actually wrote me himself, he said that, uh, you know, he was a chef and I was just tickled about that. I was like, all right, Jamie would be proud. <laughs> well, we like to eat. No so yeah. here in the South, we like to eat. Yeah. Oh, Jamie was an eater too. And I believe he had a hollow leg because he never gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> hollow leg, ho- hollow leg for our Northern listeners means you have a, you have a, you have a cavity there in your leg where you just store food for the, the I guess, winter. Listen, yeah, because it does. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those people drive me up the wall. I'll look at a Twinkie and I'll gain twenty pounds. <laughs> Y'all kill me. <laughs> oh man, I know too the high metabolism. Like, where can I buy that metabolism? That's right. right about that. That's right. So, um, I, as a parent myself, I, I, I cannot imagine getting the call um, about my kid and rushing up to the hospital because you were some distance away from. Oh my we're, gosh! It was eight hours away. Yeah, you were some oh, distance, wow. so that that I could not imagine the uh, the 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 I'm a I'm a overthinker, so I would be overthinking that for eight hours. Um, well, I'm smart enough to know, you know, not that you're not smart or anybody else isn't smart, but I'm just I'm I'm I'm, I'm smart enough to know not to make any assumptions about what's going on up there. Um, when they gave us the call. Um, they didn't tell us anything except that he was injured. You know, they didn't really give us any specifics and I didn't ask and I didn't ask for a reason, you know, because I didn't want to, I didn't want, I just wanted to just compartmentalize. I wanted to just focus on the trip, getting everybody there safely and assessing the situation when I got there. And I mean, we had two carloads of people go. So uh, we had a huge, as soon as I, I got the call, I made the call to my oldest son and then my middle son, um, jo- Joey's the oldest and Josh is the un- middle and uh, they immediately with their wives and uh, my, my my son's brother-in-law we all they kind of convened on on the house and we got a plan and we got out of there the next morning I did call and they were like you got you know you need to hurry because we were talking about leaving the next day trying to get you know funds together and all and they were like you need to you need to come as soon as possible so what I did um Actually, it's crazy. You know, you'll just uh, humor in our family is is widespread. And we just kind of like, you know, just kind of, I guess, pretended it wasn't happening when we could, you know, just kind of kind of occupy our minds with other things. And one of the things I remember is, is that I just called the hospital every 30 minutes to just ask if there was any change in his condition. I didn't ask if he was worse or better. I just, I just wanted to know, you know, I just wanted to make sure he was still there. I didn't want him to pass away before I got there. But one of the interesting things is when I called my oldest son, he had said exactly the thought that ran through my mind when I got the call, God's will be done. Mm -hmm. I wanted God's will above all to be done more than mine. You know, the mother in me wants my child to be okay. Right. But the, the Christian, person in me knows that sometimes god sometimes death is not the worst possible scenario and i just wanted um his will to be done and when i called joey he was like 
God's will be done. And I was just like, it set my mind, you know, I'll never mm. forget that. And wow. a lot of, a lot of it was a blur, you know, but I kind of switched on autopilot once I got to the hospital and then I became very clinical about it. I wanted to know, you know, how long he'd been without oxygen, you know, and what just specifics of the situation. Sure. Yeah. Um, then, you know, and I had a really wonderful nurse. I don't know if she's listening. She may be, but her name was uh, Kirsten, and she had a British accent, which immediately calmed me down because I love the Brits. And Who doesn't, uh, right? Right, and she was just very, very compassionate. She had a great, great bedside manner. She was very, you know, empathetic to my situation. She had three sons herself, so she immediately connected with me on that level, and she explained every single thing that she did and knew you know, that was going on. She, she kind of prepared me for the, for what the, she kind of prepared me for what I already knew and what uh, the doctors eventually told us. She, she kind of told me, you know, well, this is what's happening. You know, this body temperature kept fluctuating, um, just things like that. So, uh, and my last year team was great. Um, they, we really didn't have to do anything except make decisions, you know, and which in itself is, a lot. We didn't have to worry about where we were sleeping. We didn't have to worry about what we were eating. They gave us free coffee, so I mean that was amazing because none of us slept. <laughs> but um, and we 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 joked in the room with Jamie, and they let us play heavy metal music for him, and um, you know we and we said our goodbyes. I got some clippings from his hair, which probably would have made him quite angry. <laughs> <laughs> Because we gapped his hair up, but, um, and the nurse, she had changed shifts before I got to go back in there to tell her bye for my last night there. And she had taken his handprints for me. So we have, mm-hmm. um, his handprints and a small little video clip she took of his heart beating on the, the, I guess the sonogram or what do you call it, Brandon? When they echo. Ultrasound echo. Yeah. Yep. The do- yep. Doppler. Yep. There's several ones. Yeah. I thought it was just really sweet. Everybody treated us so great that you know other than losing my child which was absolutely devastating sure um i didn't have all that other stuff to have to deal with and it, I, I just uh that hospital made the worst situation of my life bearable uh, to get through you know and they walked me through everything and here we are <laughs> right um <clears throat> i know joey did find you and we kind of you know broke protocol there doing that but I'm glad that he did because Brandon and I have developed quite a friendship. Well, I, I, I with my second letter, I kind of was hoping somebody would break protocol. Cause, uh, oh yeah, your your letter, your second letter actually gave us everything we needed to find you. So thank you for your breadcrumbs there. Yeah, so, so Colonel Mustard did murder <laughs> with the candlestick in the library. By the way, here's my Facebook profile. <laughs> he didn't. My two sons didn't really want. They weren't ready for that, and they just sure. really didn't want to, you know, be a part of that. And I was just staying the night with Joey one night, and I was like, dude, you really need to read these letters. Because <clears throat> knowing Brandon, and actually when I signed the papers um, for the transplant or for the donation or whatever, um, <clears throat> I had had a little conversation with God while I was doing it. And I was like, you know, Lord, I really want to meet all of the, or hear from all the recipients, but the one I was most interested to hear from would, was the heart recipient. So I thought it was really amazing that that was you were the first person, the only person. I have not heard from the other ones at all, but you were the first and only uh, recipient to, oh, uh, wow. to contact me. So I just feel like God gave me that gift as well, and that in itself 
has been instrumental. Just having a friendship with you and being able to talk to you, you know, and <clears throat> get to know you and you share, you know, our life and us share yours. And, mm. you know, my grandson, Jamie, left behind a son, Salem, <clears throat> and uh, his mother's with me. Uh, actually, that's who I'm in Atlanta with, his mother and his stepfather. <laughs> Say hi, Jessica. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, she yeah she sounds like quiet. <laughs> She's a mighty mouse. She's a mighty mouse. I, 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 I doubt when you get mad at your husband, you're you're that meek. I told her I was like, I, I bet your children never have to. They've never. I couldn't imagine her yelling at her children. Like they would just like, what'd you say, mom? Mm. That's right. That's right. But uh, her husband, I have to add, Victor is his name, and um, it's his family we're here with now, and he is just an amazing guy. Like. I tell everybody he's my son-in-law, and he's married to my daughter-in-law. So <laughs> go figure that one out, guys. That's all right. That's all right. But he's a great dad. He's just a super dad, and uh, they 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 share their life with me too. And there's just a lot of healing stuff that goes on that you know helps the loss bearable. Mm. You know, I mean, some days are bad, you know, but most days, most every day, um, is wonderful. Um, he passed away actually clinically on the 24th so we've officially had our second annual jamie day nice. um it is an official holiday in our family where we get together and we cook food and we you know drink a toast or two or 12 to him and, <laughs> <laughs> and we just have a great time and so I, sometime during the midway there to that day i found myself excited mm-hmm. about this day and I think that's just a wonderful turn of events because instead of dreading that day and being sad, we get to celebrate and get family together and just in all in honor of him. And that's really all we try to do is honor him. Jessica, she honors his wishes. Jamie really wanted his son to learn other languages. And I mean, this kid takes a Spanish class every week. His father, his stepfather is, um, you know, Hispanic and his mom's teaching. He just started karate. So he's learning Korean. Nice. Um, wow. So it's just really amazing. There's just a lot of things that 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 are that God left here. He didn't, you know, uh, leave me with nothing. Um, and I know I'll see Jamie again at some mm-hmm. point when I'm ready. You know, when God's ready for me. But sure. yeah, it's been a journey. It's been an amazing journey. And I say amazing because I've seen more of God's mercy than I have in my entire life during this time. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. amazing. I, you would never think that you could say that, but I just really have. I mean, I learn new things about myself every day. Number one, I'm a soldier. Hmm. Um, if I if I can survive this, there's really not a whole lot that life can throw at me that I don't think I can handle. I, I believe I can take it on. Wow. wow. That's, that's crazy. Well, Lisa, you're in, probably in my top five strongest women I've ever met in my life. So I, I, oh, wow. I yeah. made the top five. Yeah, something. I, absolutely. Absolutely. I, Nice. Like I said, I, I cannot. I, I, you never want to imagine that, but you know, as a parent, you do kind of, you do kind of wonder, you know, how you would react if God, God forbid, something like this happens. But you, you have, you've inspired me. I know you're going to inspire some listeners out there that have, you know, some mm-hmm. issues on their plate. Um, people that also may be facing this in the future, they'll remember this episode and um, realize that. Yeah, uh, just just to show how fortunate I am uh, to know my donor family. Less than seven percent of transplant recipients will ever meet their donor family. Wow! Now, obviously, in some cases, the donor fam- uh, the donor family doesn't want contact. Sure, but also the recipient family may not want contact. Which I, as a recipient, I could not, 
imagine that. I remember laying there in the hospital the day we got the call, wondering my next steps of how I would write a letter mm. of gratitude, but also consolation at the same time to my donor family, because we're we're in two parts of the world here, or states or East Coast, right. and as I'm celebrating the potential of of living, you know, they're having to deal with the, something that as a parent I would know I would break down also. So yeah. my, well, my – I was going to say, well, I have a lot of people came to me and they're like, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. But I try to tell them, yeah, you really can if you're a parent, because there's not a you you're uh, once you're a parent, as you know, you know, you're just you're on constant worry about your kid, you know, Mm -hmm. like. You, you, I, I used to watch, you know, programs where kids were kidnapped and or see a kidnapped missing child poster. And I would just be like, um, you know, it would hurt me to think about my children being gone. You know, like I could physically feel that pain. So mm-hmm. in a way you can, you may not know specifically. And I don't wish any, I wish nobody knew what it felt like, but right. you kind of do, you know, you kind of, you kind of get the idea. And, um, uh, but you know, it, it's a tough thing. It really is. There's just really no one way to do it, you know. So if I had one piece of advice for anybody that has recently lost a child, I would just say, um, well, number one, if you're a Christian, you know, you're going to need God because you just really are. I mean, mm-hmm. he was instrumental in me being alive. But I would also say just let people help you and, let you know, do things for you. Um, and that, you just got to stay busy too, you know, so find something else to do and let people do some things for you and celebrate their day. I mean, we mm-hmm. celebrate twice a year. So we get, Jamie gets two holidays. He gets his birthday. <laughs> we, we do the same thing on his birthday. So, um, and that helps. I'm telling you, I, I, I literally looked for, look forward to these days instead of, you know, dreading it, um, and being sad. Mm. about it i just want to remember as i if i can read 363 days of the year those two days it's joy it's straight joy wow wow as people of faith we understand and while brandon was at the hospital um my wife and i were also there trying to they brought me hot sauce we brought hot sauce and chick-fil-a and all kinds of (laughs) yummy delicious Uh, dry dry shampoo (laughs) (laughs) magazines Um, but I, you can't help but think about the death and resurrection. Um, and we've been going through Southern Fried Lent and, you know, just I've been watching, I've been watching. I'm a huge fan of the show. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, you, you can, you know, you just can't help but think, you know, that, that God also gave up his son and, yes, uh, so that we can have life. So there, there is that, that correlation with that. Um, Lisa, how, how did that conversation kind of maybe come up of he wanted to be a donor? That's a very interesting question, actually. Um, <clears throat> Jamie was a Muslim, so I really and he I really didn't I wasn't really prepared for that because I didn't know I do I know more now than I did then, but I wasn't really aware of um, you know the procedures or what they allow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, that was one of the things that my advocates there did. They found an imam at a Muslim temple to explain some things to me. Um, but what? what sold it for me is that I know how Jamie feels about donor. We're all organ donors in our family. Mm. And, um, my son, Josh went to go get his ID. Um, and he didn't sign the donor card and Jamie was with him. And he just, Jamie just gave him a, a, you know, what just, just told him off. He's like, what are you going to do with that stuff when you die? You know, give it up. (laughs) Um, so of course my son, Josh is my, 
uh, more reserved. Uh, I won't say suspicious of people, but he's more cautious and all. And he just kind of looked at the the live share people as like vultures, like you know they just kind of swarmed us. But I knew that time was of the essence, and if mm-hmm. my and I knew that he, how he felt about it. And then the Iman told me that absolutely they believe in donation because of uh, the tattoo. Jessica and I went and got a tattoo because Jamie wrote a letter that we read, we found after he died, uh, that it's been out on the internet for quite a while, come to find out, but it was Dear Humankind, and one of the first things he quotes in there is First Peter 4, 8, um, above all else, love each other, because love covers a multitude of sins, mm. and then the second thing he quoted was from the Quran, which said, if a man, and I hope I say it correctly, I don't want to offend anybody, but if basically if a person saves somebody's life they've saved the entire world mm. so that's putting a lot of value on one person's life you know yeah. if you save one you've saved the world that was in so, uh that was in the quran surah 5 verse 32 and yes. that's whoever saves a life saves it's like saving the whole world or humanity so it's a beautiful right. verse yeah and we got those tattoos um i actually brandon you saw it on uh social media but mm-hmm. uh we got the Dear Humankind, um, and I'll hashtag Dear Humankind. I'm not a huge hashtagger, but I will hashtag Hash browns. Important, important <laughs> things, and that's one of them because really, you know, he, he, he says it in the letter. I walked through this world, and I did bad things, and I walked through this world and done good things, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been a good person. I've been a bad person. It's all, it's in all of us. So hey, it's just something I want to carry on, and we, we, we got inked up. Jessica got the Quran verse on her with a heartbeat mm. uh, from a monitor and two music symbols because he was a musician. Mm. But um, it came, that's how it came up. You know, I mean, I knew right away I wanted to do it, but I wanted to uh, make sure that the only thing that Jamie informed me of was we were just having a camera, uh, casual conversation once, uh, you know, talking on the phone. And then we got off the phone and he shot me a text, just a random text. And he's like, look, mom, if I ever die before you, Make sure that I'm buried Islamically, no embalming. Mm. Well, there's a lot of things that have to be done to bury someone Islamically, um, and there were just things I, I, I just could not comply with. Mm. Um, you know, my, my two older sons would have had to bathe Jamie three times after transplant, um, uh, organ removal, mm. and after after autopsy, and I couldn't put my kids through that. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was he would have to be buried where he died, and I could not leave my child there. Yeah. Know, um, I just uh, I couldn't, but we did honor the no embalming because we had him cremated. So, you know, they don't embalm people before mm-hmm. they cremate. So, um, it's a it's a good midway, and I tell Jamie all the time, I'm like, look, dude, if you wanted it differently, you should stick around and tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, it, it was an easy decision. That was probably the easiest decision I made up there was the donation thing, and um. I, I don't regret any of that. Absolutely don't. Yeah. And I encourage anybody out there listening, donate your yes. your organs. You're not going to use them, but donate life because Brandon has got more time with his family. You know, I mean, your loved one's gone anyway. They're gone. There's nothing them organs are going to do except save, save somebody's life. Mm, and yeah. my son's a hero now, you know. No doubt. No doubt. I can't. I can't express to you how much I, I love this man that sits across the table from me. That um, man, he's he's a best friend of mine. And um, without without Jamie, both of you guys are gonna make me cry here in a second. <laughs> without him, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be in the studio. Um, so and and I've also signed my donor card as well. That you know whatever whatever they can take out. I mean, all five hundred pounds if somebody needs some lard, I got some ready to, get, to donate. 
Um, but I'll, I'll donate the fat now. I don't have to wait. <laughs> no, they can have that now. Um, but I, honestly, please, please, if you're listening to the show and you have not done that, please make sure you donate your organs. Like she's just said, you do not need them, uh, and and you're gonna you're gonna bring life. To, to where where there's death, so please do that, please. And I, yeah, also, please. I t- I, like I tell everybody when I, sh- you know, I have a lo- I have quite an opportunity to share my story with a lot of people just because the subject comes up. Mm-hmm. But um, like I tell people, I, I'm I am just the vessel carrying Jamie's heart. Yeah. And the biggest the biggest thing I, th- I think it really aided my recovery um, was you giving me permission to call it my heart too because mm-hmm. I had I str- I, sh- I struggled with that. Um, for about a year until we met, and that was that was probably the only thing holding me back. Is I, I felt guilty. I felt. Um, well, can I can I, uh, can I ask you? Well, you just said it. You just answered my question. I was fixing to ask you because one of the things they did was counsel me. You know um, that the the recipient, some recipients um, have survivor's guilt, hmm. and you know it's just really painful for them to even you know they, they in other words they were telling me that you may not we may never hear from anybody you know yeah. not to, not to count on it and then there's been a lot of negative things happen you know I, I did read some things you know where um you know there was an instance where a lady she used to she found out where her son's uh, recipient was and every year on his birthday she would show up unannounced at his house mm-hmm. And things like that. So there, there's protocols for a reason, you know. But right. I just didn't, I don't, and I, I don't, you know, I'm not encouraging breaking protocol. But time is of the essence because eventually, you know, they stop going to the transplant center, and that's the only way they're going to get the letters. From what, and is that how you got the letter, Brandon? My first letter did. Yeah, I was, I, I was actually, uh, I was actually. Well, your first letter came. I was, I think it's probably like a three month checkup, or. I, at first, you go for biopsies about every week, and then they spread out every other week. And your your neck looks like you're 16 years old and just got a girlfriend at the football game, and she's giving you hickeys. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, I, I was there for a, one of my routine biopsies, and uh, the, the the social worker came in excited, and said, "You got a you got a letter back." So I guess that was odd for because obviously only seven percent even hear. Uh, or actually, I'm sorry, less than 20% ever hear back from the, the donor family mm-hmm. and for 7% to actually connect. But, yeah, um, I read that. I, I couldn't read the letter there because um, right. I'm an emotional right. I'm an emotional person, period, just because I love life and I love people. Um, Compassion. Well, yeah, I guess maybe. <laughs> but uh, I was also hopped up on prednisone at the moment. So, <laughs> right. you know, I, I – I would watch a commercial like uh, it could be a Long John Silver's commercial, and I would break out in tears because I'm like, man, I, those chicken planks look delicious. I mean, I, I would break out in tears. But so I, I waited till I got home. I had to lock myself in a room, and I read it. And I, I'm telling you, I cried. It was probably like mm-hmm. at the the birth of my kids. I mean, I oh. cried my little eyes out. So um, I. Actually, I remember. I remember getting your first letter, and I just can tell you, I was just. I made everybody sit down and let me read it to them. I was like, <laughs> you gotta hear this, and I cried every time. I was like, this. I probably read it and cried a hundred times. So yeah, I was just really excited to get it. It was just like, uh, it was just very impactful. And look where we're at now. I just love it that I can shoot you a text through the day and be like, hey, Brandon, what's up? <laughs> That's right. He takes me back, and it's just really cool like that. Yeah, but um, I shared. I finally shared the uh, the letter with my wife, and of course, you know that that was Tear City, and then me watching her made me cry again. Mm-hmm. And then that'll always. Right. Do it. I sent you a copy, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I, I did not. I I 
I think I sent a copy to my parents um, just because, you know, they they helped sure. out with the kids and stuff. And but right. in fact, yeah, I'll send you a copy if I. Yeah. You, you don't mind if I send you uh, send JT a copy? Absolutely not. Okay. So I'll send Jay, I'll send you a copy yeah. of, of her letter. Um, I put a lot of heart into that. Letter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> you get did. Some miles out of it. No pun. No pun, no pun intended. intended. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, that was the writing of that letter. I, I probably. I probably erased at the time I couldn't hold a pencil because my hands sh- shook so bad. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason you why. You did I, mention that you said that you the medications and <laughs> stuff. Oh man, were I typed that letter out on my phone probably a hundred times, and I, mm-hmm. I I don't care. I could probably write a hundred more and never write it. I, I what's that? Why did you use a phone? Why didn't you just use a laptop? Because I could I couldn't even punch. It was it, my hand my hands were wow. so weak. I, I, it was it and trust me when I typed a letter it probably took me three hours to type because I had to do one finger at a time. Wow. But, um, yeah, I don't care if I wrote that letter today. I could never come up with the words mm. to ever. I loved your letter, and I knew you, you – because one of the first things you were telling me is that um, – I don't want to misquote you, but you were telling me that Larkin was a uh, – Alien? <laughs> no, it's some kind of superhero. Ninja, uh, oh, gosh, I can't remember what you told me, but it was just hilarious. You said, who am I to tell her she's not? She's oh, like yeah. <laughs> a, a princess superhero something – it was just really like I was just laughing and crying and laughing. It, it was a pretty amazing letter. You you could you could tell I couldn't write mine again either. And I actually had my best friend who's a pastor. Also, I asked him to pray over my letter too. You mm. know that it would get in your hands and that you know it would um, express the. You know, I, I just wanted you to know we were okay. I I, I don't know if that came across in the letter. No, but I, absolutely I, did it. it. It that was the first time, moment I got to I got to breathe. You know, like like a, a full sigh of relief because uh, I wouldn't say I had like the guilt where I mean I had guilt, survivor's guilt, but not to the point where I couldn't get up and move during the day because right. I, I every day I took every day I took life by the you know what cojones mm-hmm. and I tried to push forward <laughs> as much as possible um, and I was just grateful for the chance to, to even breathe air. I mean, I remember right. I remember waking up after transplant, my wife standing over me. And at first I thought it was a nightmare, but then I realized I was awake. <laughs> so, but oh. uh, you just never know. She could be standing over you with a pan or a knife. <laughs> but um, I, know, yeah. yeah, but I remember taking that after my wife says, you you know, you did it or we did it. Um, I remember taking that first gulp of air and just it being the sweetest breath I've ever taken. So yeah. I try to approach every morning that way when I wake up, because literally I know people have problems. Everybody has problems. I mean, some of us, some of us financially, some of us physically, some of us mentally, some of us spiritually. But if you wake up every morning, that's the hardest part of the day. The rest of it, you have an opportunity to fix. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Unless you have a CPAP and that clogs up. Then that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that before. I, I remember you telling me a story about you picking up your motorcycle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, is this guy just trying to just kill me right now? <laughs> it was just so sweet. No. You told me you wondered if your donor had ever you yeah, know, yeah. done that. Or, yeah. And you do that a lot. You honor Jamie a lot. And I want to tell you, it's just yeah. jokes. And every time you tell me, guess what me and Jamie did today or, you know, stuff like that. It's like it's just a gift. Yeah. And even the days when you when it hurts to be here, it's still a gift. Yeah. yeah. And if we can just see that, you know, even in the bad stuff, like uh, I believe that everything is a season. And, you know, if you can just uh, appreciate that first breath in the morning, getting up, the rest of the day is gravy. That's right. I I will say, and he's not paying me to say this, um, but he does uh, honor Jamie just in just regular talking. Um, Well, 
you know, be doing something and he'll, he'll mention Jamie. So it's not, it's not just a, just a you thing. He does it to everybody else as well. Well, that, that's why I believe that, and I believe he he honors Jamie, like truly honors Jamie. And I'm just tell you, I, I couldn't be prouder uh, if Brandon, you know, I just appreciate you doing that. The whole family does. Jessica does. We talk about it all the time. Jessica's actually one of my uh, closest friends. We were actually re- close before Jamie passed away, and um, she's just absolutely made me a part of Salem's life. And, you know, she supported me the whole way, and um, – it was hard on her too. She was uh, pretty, pretty. We all were, you know. But she honors Jamie too, and just to see all the people that do honor him, man, that's a gift too. You know, it's like I'm, I'm stacking treasures over here. These guys, mm. all you guys doing stuff to honor my kid. Yeah, he'd be, he'd be really happy. Couldn't pick a better person to have. Cool. Yeah. There's probably, yeah. there's probably a few other better people out there, but yeah. I, 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 really. I appreciate it and. Um, just to let everyone know, this is actually we're, well, of course, by the time this podcast is posted, um, but we're in the this is uh, Donate Life Month. Mm. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Um, I did not know that. Either. <laughs> but also, just some interesting t- uh, statistics because I like statistics. Right now, there's a currently 114,753 people waiting for an organ transplant right now. Oh, wow. wow. 2977 9, just in the state of North Carolina. So, mm. um, this is something that we should not have a problem. Yeah, this should be there should be an overabundance. Just like when a yeah. when a when yeah there's a tragic event and people start lining up for blood. Yeah, this this should be a normal thing. Yeah, I yeah. I, it really I can't even I can't even believe that the stage in life where we 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 so on social media it, every day is a crisis for human humanity. You know what I'm saying? It's or to stop eating Tide Pods. That too. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I want an organ from a Tide Pod eater. But you know, with with everything's just, everything on social media is something to do with humanity. Well, yeah. love your neighbor. Yeah. Do something simple. Make sure you sign that document and it shows that little heart on your your ID or yeah. your uh, driver's license because you changed my life. Yeah. I mean, you can change another person's life somewhere else. I mean. And as well, can I say this? I do know, like I've talked to people. I've got friends that you know they they they're just not going to do it. You know, they're just they, for whatever reason. And one of the things what I'm told me, which is a complete, I just want it clear, in case somebody stops listening in the middle of what I say. Um, it, this is false. This is false, false, false. But they were told um, that if you are in an accident and a paramedic uh, pull, you know, comes to help you and they see you've got a you're a donor they're not, they're not going to try to you know work on you and save you and that's just complete hogwash because they even if if they're i mean if your organs are going to be viable they have to keep your body alive you know so they're not going to let you die out there just because you're an organ donor just so they can get your organs that's just mm-hmm. fault yeah and and honestly i thought that for a while too and then obviously that's i actually did some reading and realize that's not the case (laughs) that's all you got to do is just get educated if you don't know out there listeners if you don't know look it up find out what it involves and 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 educate yourself because that's the best weapon is educating yourself and i did all kinds of reading i know you know all kinds of stuff that i didn't know before that you know really amazed me and and, and i use it to help other people try to talk other people into being organ donors because Mm. it's just so important it's so important um, so since, uh, since our, our paths have intertwined, so you, I know you started a Facebook support group, um, 
I have. And tell us a little bit about that and where people could find you, because uh, that's also another topic that's close to a lot of people I know. Yes, it is. Um, Jamie actually committed suicide. And um, so it's really important to me to to make awareness of that. Like, I know people know people kill themselves, but I want people to know that there is hope out there. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yeah. uh, it's not you're not alone and think, I mean, there's times over my lifetime that I've thought, man, I just, you know, I just don't want to be here. You know, I just, Oh, I just don't want to be here. And I, um, by the time I was 13, I actually attempted suicide three different times uh-huh. and almost successfully with an overdose. Um, you know, I had some, some, you know, bad stuff going on at home and just, you know, mental disorders, you know, not, I don't have a mental disorder, but I was depressed and I didn't, I wasn't aware of what depression was. And, mm. But um, so my group that I started was There's Hope uh, Suicide uh, Support and Awareness Group. Um, I wanted it to be awareness for suicide, but my group is is really where people can either talk about their loved ones and and uh, that have committed suicide, um, uh, which I don't even died by suicide. I guess I don't know the proper term for it. I, he, but and also for people that um, are thinking about it. Um, I don't, my page doesn't stay active a lot in that people don't post stuff a whole lot. I'll mm-hmm. post some, you know, supportive things and let people know we're there, but I always post so every so often that I have four or five administrators. We are constantly watching this page, um, you know, to, if you need somebody, if you want a private inbox us, that's fine. You know, my, um, my door is open, um, because there's just a lot of people that, um, you know, that just wake up and just, think nobody cares about them and then i've seen people die and see tons of people show up at their funeral like you know there's a gap there why did they not know that all these people cared about them you know so i just want to try to reach out Uh, my group is uh i've got i think close to uh, over 200 members now so and it's it's still climbing um I, I do get some some texts and phone calls, and I have had a situation. You know, I'm not a certified counselor at all, but I know people that are, and I have way. You know, I'll refer you. You know, to something. But it's on Facebook. It's the yellow and gray ribbon, and it's just there is hope. All you gotta do is type in there is, and it pops up. Um, there's hope. Uh, but it, it's just a just my way of trying to honor jamie um jamie was my second suicide in my family my um older brother committed suicide so um dealing with that aspect i was that was one of the things that i didn't have to actually deal with when jamie passed away was the suicide aspect of it because i'd already been through it Mm. so I, i didn't have the questions you know that i had then because i'd done countless research on it and you know i've talked to people and then you know i had my own experiences to go by um so yeah, um, I'm really proud of the group. Uh, it's it's not quite taken off where I want it to go yet, but I think everything is is in due time. It is the, you know, it's on. It's the, it happens the way it's supposed to happen, and um, but I'm just looking forward to that. Uh, if anybody's listening out there, um, I'm a talker, <laughs> obviously. We'll, um, we'll share it. On, I'm, we'll I'm share it on our Facebook page too. Most yeah, importantly, I, more importantly, I'm a listener. And um, I, I will listen to whatever you want to talk about. I mean, you're not alone out there. You're you're absolutely not alone because there's I know perfect strangers that have love and compassion for people they've never met. So there is somebody out there that that cares about you, and you should definitely reach out. Um, 
you know, they've got a suicide hotline. And I, I if I'd have thought about it, I'd have got those numbers for you, Brandon. Somebody Google. Um, they've got a. They now have a text uh, hotline you can text. And I don't want to misquote the numbers. But it's just three num or you know six numbers, three the three numbers twice the same number. Um, is it like four two two? Well, there's uh, there's an eight hundred number. It's one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. That is the National Suicide Prevention Line. Uh, there's also you can tweet uh, at eight hundred two seven three talk on Twitter. And I'm trying to find the uh, text line right now. And we'll yeah. we will. Uh, find that and put it on our page uh, under the show notes oh thank you yeah let's let's do that because you know a lot of people don't want to call a stranger and talk to them a lot Mm -hmm. of people feel more comfortable texting than they do talking on the phone so you can text you can tweet these are things that people do every day and there we actually tested the text text number and uh, we we told them when they responded back to us that we were not suicidal or or having thoughts we were just testing them out (laughs) Um, to see if it was real, because I didn't want to support something unless I knew for a fact that these people were actually going to help you. And one of my friends actually used this number, mm. and these people helped them look up jobs. They were talking about, how can we help you? And she was like, I need a job. And they actually, like, texted her all these – takes her all these information – all this information about, um, you know, jobs in her area, which was uh, pretty amazing, you know. And we need yeah. more of that. Yeah, no doubt. Well, this has been a long time coming. Um, I'm 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 breathless and blown away right now. So, which right. is which is an oddity. I can't wait, I can't wait to meet you. You know, I, I I mean I can. I mean I know it. <laughs> that, that too is on. It's everything in its time. But you know, when I do, you know, maybe next time we do an interview, I can be sitting in the studio with you guys. Nice. Yeah, I would love that. No, yeah, absolutely. I want my absolutely. Five seconds of fame. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, well, uh, once again, uh, that Facebook page is called There Is Hope Suicide Awareness Support Group. Um, it is a closed group, but if you send a request, I'm sure Lisa will approve you or whoever administrator. Um, absolutely. And you can go there. If you don't, if you don't personally need it, you know, you know someone who does, please, please share that along. Um, they'll get you to the right resources. But you're talking to someone who's a, sur- a survivor, but also has been on the other end of it too. Um, oh yeah, both and, times. Yeah, so uh, yeah, if you need if you need that help, please go there. Um, but you know, once again, I wanted to have someone special special on this year for our, my second year anniversary mm-hmm. here. Selfishly, I know I'm, I kind of. I kind of hijacked the podcast, when I, but um, uh, thank you for coming on. Um, this has been a blessing to us, a blessing to me, especially, and I really do appreciate that. And um, um, I, I th- I'm so thankful for Jamie, you, and your family every day. Um, and I, I just, it, I'm here for my kids, here for my wife. I'm here to pester her for a few more years. I get to, that's, I, that's a beautiful thing. That's right. I, I get to. I get to love strangers. I get to love on friends and family that, uh, you know, are around me. I get to make someone's day. I get to breathe fresh air. I get to make new memories. So all I can say is thank you. And, uh, I love you for that. And, uh, that's, that is from the inside the gut, not just on the surface. So right. I, well, I, you're welcome. And thank you for being willing to share your life with us because, you know, if you were over on that side, not wanting anything to do with us, you know that would be that'd be terrible for us. You know, but I understand. It, it worked out, and I, I thank you. Shoot, thank well, you, and thank you for taking care of that heart and honoring my son. 
Well, thank you for having me on the show, too. Yeah. Uh, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I listen to you guys all the time, and I love your show. I really do. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm just saying that. I do listen. Well, uh, good. And I love it. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon, okay? All right, Brandon. All right. Text me later, Thanks, bro. I will. Thank you, now. <laughs> all right, JT. Take care of yourself, man. You too. Bye now. All right. Bye-bye. Well, I think I may need a shot of whiskey now. <laughs> so that's uh, that's been an interview that I've, I've I've wanted to have, but just didn't I, I wanted to have, but was nervous to have. Yeah. So did she, great. there's no right right questions to ask there, yeah. and uh, luckily she is such such a strong woman. So yeah. thank you for letting me do that this Definitely. this episode. So selfishly, but hey, I'm, I'm that kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> so. Again, just just please note that it's it is donor month, and I mean if you if you haven't signed that. Those papers and got that yeah. that card. Please do that. It's and, right. I think it's right above the. Are you a Republican or a Democrat? <laughs> do you want to vote? <laughs> well, listen. I'll tell you this. I don't think that if you're a Republican, you're going to refuse a, a Democrat heart. So oh, this no. is way more important no. than that. No. Um, and then too, if you are dealing with suicide, please, please check out the um, the, the show notes for the suicide hotline and for the texts and the Twitters and things like that. So please reach out to them. And you can always email us at sfpradio at gmail.com if you have any questions or, or Absolutely. Going some stuff. So Absolutely. There we go. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in once again, everyone. Please go to our uh, our iTunes, um, Google Play or Stitcher. You can go there, subscribe. You can also share episodes. Hopefully you'll share this episode because it's – No I, doubt. I, I, I I think uh, anytime we're dealing with this topic is a good topic. Um, uh, you can also go to our Facebook and follow us at Southern Fry Philosophy. Our Twitter's and Instagram at SFP Radio. Also on the YouTube's at youtube.com forward slash SFP Radio. All right. And as always, keep looking up. Keep looking up.